This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Well, today we continue in our series called Building a Better Future. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares how we can build a foundation for a better future by following the examples of leaders in the Bible who followed God's calling to rebuild after a time of captivity. Well, you've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. But it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a great new resource called The Power of Gratitude. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Making a Plan to Improve Your Life. Part of the planning process of your life is to anticipate problems in advance. I have to do this all the time as a leader Saddleback to see the problems before they actually get there and plan for them in advance. Proverbs 27 verse two says this, a sensible man looks for the problems ahead and prepares to meet them. These are all important steps. You might wanna listen to this message again a second time. You see another part of anticipating the barriers is to calculate the cost in advance because there's always a price tag for every dream and for every goal. Nehemiah actually gives the king, he's asked for permission to go. Then he's asked for protection. Now he gives the king a shopping list. He says, I want you to let me go and I want you to give me protection. And by the way, I want you to pay for it too. And notice what he asked for. He asked for the lumber. He says, I I need you to give me a letter to the head of all your royal lumber. to give me what I need to build the beams for the city gates. Uh, Okay, I I thought that out. Then he says, and I'm gonna need lumber for the city walls. That's the second thing. He says, oh, by the way, I'm gonna need lumber for my own house. (laughs) Now, is Nehemiah a contractor? No, he's never built anything. He's never built anything in his life. He's a cupbearer. Yet when he has the opportunity, he rattles off exactly what's needed. Why? He has a plan. Now, how did Nehemiah know what to ask for? Well, evidently calculated the cost. How in the world did he know there was a royal forest near Jerusalem? Evidently he had to do advanced planning. So this whole chapter indicates he knows what he's doing when he gets into the situation. He even knows the name of the foreman. He's already figured it out way in advance so that when the opportunity arrives, he's prepared for the opportunity. Now, what am I saying about all this, this step? It took a lot of faith because Nehemiah has taken an enormous risk. Just look what he's asking for. He's asking a pagan king to let him do something the king had already said will never be done, build walls around Jerusalem. He asked for permission to go build a wall. If he doesn't like your request, it's off with your head. He's scared to death. And, and you know, if most of us had gotten the okay right there, uh, we probably would have breathed a sigh of relief and beat a hasty retreat. Uh, We wouldn't have even dared to ask for anything else. But Nehemiah just keeps asking the king and he even says, I want you to pay for it all. So as I said, he asked for permission, then protection, then provision. I want you to pay for it all. You know, some people schedule their plan and they think of their plan, but forget to budget for it. Jesus pointed this out. Look at this verse on your outline. Luke 14, 27, 28. Jesus said, you will never be my disciple if you're not willing to carry your cross 
and follow me. So don't look at this. Don't begin until you count the cost. Who would begin building without first figuring the cost and seeing if they had enough money to complete it all? All right. So there's a budgeting part to your life plan. Not thinking through what energy it's going to take, what connections it's going to take, what money is it going to take. Now, there's a sub point here that I want you to I want you to understand. Leaders and people that are used by God are willing to ask others for assistance. You're never going to be fully used by God until you learn how to ask other people for help, because nobody can do what God's calls them to do on their own. James 4, 2 says you don't have because you don't ask. How many people have you said no to for many times? And well, she really wouldn't want to do this. You said no on their behalf. Well, you, you, nobody would want to help me with this. You don't know that. You don't know what people will say. Don't ever say no for other people. Let people say no for themselves. Now, again, that takes faith. It takes incredible boldness to do what Nehemiah does. He asks a, king, a pagan king who has death and life in the power of his hand. It's risky business, but because he's prayed and he's planned, he's prepared, he's ready, then he's strong enough that even though he's standing there with his knees shaken to death, he keeps pushing it. Now, the wisest risks, listen to me, are those that are taken after prayer and planning. To take a risk before prayer, before planning is presumptuous. Proverbs 21 verse 1, it's not on your outline, says this, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and he directs it like water course wherever he pleases. If God wants to move somebody in any direction, he can. And here's a clear example, that proverb where God took a pagan king and moved his heart all around. The point is God's a specialist in changing hearts. Now listen, some of you have dreams in your life that you want to get done. You want to, you've dreamed about it in your business, but you're not the CEO of your company. Maybe you're in middle management. And I want to say to you, the heart of the executive is in the hand of the Lord and he can turn it whichever way he wishes. The company's president is in the hand of the Lord. You need to remember that God is in the business of changing hearts. It's up to him. He's sovereign. Okay. So don't tell me that other people won't let you do what God has called you to do. Just start believing and trusting and watch what happens. Now, let me ask you, do you really want to grow spiritually? You know, the very fact that you're here listening to this message means you want to grow. What plans have you made for that in the next year? You know, we plan everything else in our life. Why don't we plan our spiritual growth? Do you have a plan to read through the Bible? Do you have a plan to set aside a certain time every day for prayer? Do you have a plan to talk to that person about at work about the Lord? Do you have a plan to invite him over for dinner to your house to get to know him and then invite him to church? Have you planned it or are you just letting it, hoping it'll happen someday? Very few things happen spontaneously. You need a plan, a plan for Bible reading, plan for witnessing, a plan for prayer, a plan for all the things that are important in your life. And the plans you have that you just think up and then ask God to bless, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is saying, God, not help me to not do what I'm blessing, uh, bless what I'm doing. Instead, you pray, God, help me to do what you're blessing. What's your plan? If you're getting your plans from the Lord, they'll be big enough for him to fit in. That's how you know they're from God. Now, let me point out here, Nehemiah didn't try to manipulate the king. 
when the king asked, what's wrong? He was totally honest. My home's in shambles, my hometown. He didn't make up some phony story. He didn't make up a story about going back to Jerusalem under false pretenses. He didn't manipulate the king. He didn't trick him. He didn't play games with him. He didn't use any deceit. He just, he had already talked to God about it. When you have a boss who's unsympathetic to a project or a goal that you don't, you want to do, don't manipulate them. Don't play games with them. Just talk to God about them. You don't have to know the key men in life if you know the man who holds the keys because the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he can turn it anyway. Now, when you try to change somebody, that's manipulation. Let God change the heart. And that leaves us to the last step. And the last step, number seven, is this. Trust God to meet all my needs. When you're writing out this life plan, trust God to meet all the needs you think. I don't have that. How could I, how could I ever do this plan? I don't have what I need. Nehemiah 2, 7 and 8 says this. Nehemiah says, because God's gracious favor was on me, the king gave me everything I asked for. Notice he gives God the credit. And Nehemiah gives God all the credit. And remember, he's, this is autobiographical. This part we're looking at in the series on, uh, on Nehemiah is not in the first person, but it does talk about Nehemiah. And it does say, he doesn't, Nehemiah doesn't say, look at what my planning did. What he says is, look at what God did. God was behind it all. He knew that it wasn't his cleverness. A, a mark of spiritual maturity is when you recognize that God's hand is behind the people who are helping you or may be delaying the project. God was with me, he says. If Nehemiah hadn't prayed and hadn't planned setting this thing up, nothing would have happened. Now, let me close with a couple reminders as we've been talking about planning your life for building a better future. Two things you need to keep in, in mind. Proverbs 16, verse one says this, we may make our plans, but God has the last word. Have I ever had plans that didn't turn out the way I planned? <laughs> yeah, over and over and over. Why? Because I missed it. We're human beings. We don't always get the right plan. Your plan isn't infallible. My plan isn't infallible. We can make our plans and God tells us to make our plans, but God has the last word. And so if my plan doesn't happen in my time or in my way, I just go, God, I trust your plan better than mine. And James chapter four, verse 15 says this, that when you plan, you ought to always say, if it's the Lord's will. James four fifteen. what you ought to say is, if it is the Lord's will, we will live long enough to do this or that. That's godly goal setting. Now, let me just close by applying this to your personal life. What would you like God to do in your life in the next six months, in the next year, in the next five years? What would you like to change? What do you want to be better in your future. We're talking about building a better future. It all starts with these seven principles. When God finds a person willing to do it his way in his timing based on his power, he will always provide the resources. I have found that to be true in my life for 50 years. Now the summary of this chapter is a beautiful example of the harmony that takes place between God's part and my part in accomplishing what God wants done on earth. 
God's part is the sovereignty part. And I'm trusting him in the timing and the location and the resources and all those things that are out of my control. My part is in the praying and in the planning and doing what I can control. You see, we pray for God to set up circumstances that are out of our control, but then we plan for all the things that are under our control. God has a part and you have a part in building a better future in your life. God won't do what he's given you the brains to do and you can't do, but only God will do. Now, if you've never opened your life to Jesus Christ, you need, to, you, you need his power and presence in your life first. So let's just close with the prayer. And if you've never opened your life to Jesus Christ and had the power and the presence of God come into your life, follow me in this prayer. Let's bow our heads. Say, dear Jesus Christ, I, I know you put me on this planet for a purpose and I want to fulfill your purpose for my life. I, I want the life plan that you have planned for me. So I'm first of all asking you to come into my life. I want to have a relationship with you. Just say that. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to get to know you and learn to trust you. And I ask you to guide me and I ask you to give me wisdom in building a better future. I surrender myself to your purpose for my life. In your name I pray, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first... Did you know experts have discovered that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion? It makes you more resistant to stress and increases your overall happiness and satisfaction. You've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. In fact, the Bible tells us rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. It's clear that God wants us to develop the attitude of gratitude. That's why Pastor Rick developed a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. This innovative Bible study is filled with scripture, teaching, exercises, quotes, prayers, and journal pages. And as you go through the study, you'll discover many and often unique things you have to be grateful for every day. You'll develop a lifelong habit of expressing gratitude to God, a habit that leads to true happiness and satisfaction. We'll send you Pastor Rick's Power of Gratitude Bible Study when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take God's Word to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. 
That's PastorRick.com or just text the word daily to 800-600-5004. That's the word daily to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Today I want to share with you a note that I recently received from Miriam, a, a former Muslim who came to faith in Jesus after listening to Daily Hope. Now, we're not using Miriam's real name on the air because she lives in a country that's actually closed to Christianity, but here's what she wrote. Good morning, Pastor Rick. I was born and raised in a Muslim family, and I've been brought up believing and practicing in the Islamic faith. I want to tell you my journey to accepting Christ and how listening to Daily Hope has affected my life. Last September, I met a new friend. Our friendship grew quickly and surprisingly, and I would always feel safe and secure and peaceful around him, and he would always challenge me with some questions about my faith that I couldn't answer. I was going through some rough times in life, and for the very first time in my life, my new friend prayed for me. After he prayed, tears streamed into my eyes, causing me to see a very bright light, even though my eyes were closed. I started having doubts about my Islamic faith and doing my own research with his help. He asked me to listen to Daily Hope. And it was so meaningful to me that I decided to describe on my own. Ever since then, I have not missed a single broadcast of Daily Hope. Pastor Rick, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to know Christ better on a daily basis through your broadcast. I now know what love is, that it brings people closer and connects us to Jesus. And I'm truly honored and thankful to my new friend for bringing the light into my life and the Holy Spirit. And I'm proud to say that I devote my life now to Jesus Christ in his holy name and in his spirit. And I'm going to continue to enjoy and be moved by your daily inspiration through the Daily Hope broadcast. Pastor Rick, my family doesn't know about any of this, which truly scares me at times. But one day, I hope Christ will give me the strength and the courage to confess my faith to them and encourage them to accept the truth too. Thank you for your time, Pastor Rick, and for helping me become a better Christian every single day. Best regards, Miriam. You know, wow, Miriam, I'm so encouraged to know that you have become a follower of Jesus Christ. That makes you my sister in the Lord. And I want to thank you so much for writing to me and sharing your story. I'm so encouraged by your note, and thank you for letting me share it with literally millions of other people around the world. Helping people find a relationship with Jesus is what keeps me going. It's why we do this broadcast, Daily Hope. And let me say to those of you who are listening right now, did you notice that a new friend of Miriam's listened to her and prayed for her and then shared the Daily Hope broadcast with her? Have you done that with anybody? Have you, have you shared this broadcast with anybody who's not a believer? I want to encourage each of you to notice the people that God places in your life and take some time to learn their story and then don't be afraid to pray with them and then share this Daily Hope broadcast with them and encourage them to listen to it. You could end up making a friend for eternity. And if this broadcast has helped you grow closer to the Lord, would you let me know about it? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story so that I could share some of these stories online with other people who are partners with us in taking the good news of hope to everybody. 
If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.